0: Welcome to Odeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast, Episode 18. If you're ready to take your destiny into your own hands, you've come to the right place. This is Odeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur, featuring interviews with the most exciting and amazing entrepreneurs across Africa. Here's your host, Chi Odogu. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in once again. We have a very special guest today, Stephanie Obi, one of the leading online marketers based out of Lagos, Nigeria. But before we get directly into the show, I just want to give a quick shout out to George Taylor, one of our frequent listeners of the show. He's been tweeting and commenting on Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, send me one or two emails about questions and comments about the entrepreneurs. So I just want to say thank you to George for being, being an avid listener of the show and always tuning in every week to all the amazing entrepreneurs we bring up here. So now, without further ado, let's get on with Stephanie Obi. Hi, guys. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Today's guest is Stephanie Obi. She's the founder and CEO of StephanieObi.com and the Steph B. School, an online learning platform where she teaches business owners how to harness the power of online marketing and social media to drive traffic for their businesses. Stephanie started her entrepreneurial journey a couple years ago in the Ankara accessory space, and she's now transitioned into a full-time online entrepreneur. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: Thank you very much for inviting me to this show. <laughs> My name is Stephanie. Um, I, I'm a graduate of computer science. And um, I used to play with um, accessories, and I started an accessories business because, you know, I was very creative. I liked doing things, so I did all the bead, the wire, I, I explored um um African fabric and I stumbled on Ankara accessories and I turned it into a business so I was at some point I was looking for how to market my accessories business more effectively and everybody was saying social media is great social media is awesome and well it wasn't working for me so I started looking for help I started trying so many things taking courses looking for how to improve um, Improve my marketing skills, and that's how I, I, I think I, I say I evolved into a marketing person because like I, 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 I learned so much about marketing. I wanted the whole world to know this too, and that's how I got into, uh, that's how I got into online marketing, and now I teach online marketing. Okay.
0: That's, that's yeah. interesting. So let's go back a bit. The Ankara accessories, how did you learn how to make them? Or were you just buying and reselling them?
1: No, yeah, that's another interesting story. I, I had this great idea to make T-shirts with Ankara on them. And so I was running around, you know, doing my collection, sewing, buying fabric, you know. I was very busy with this great idea.
0: Of... So the Ankara is like the African fabric that we see. Yes, people yes, wear. yes, yes,
1: okay. Yes. So I had this great idea of, you know, infusing African prints with T-shirts. Now, there were some designs that my tailor made, and I did not like them. They looked too plain. And so I said, let me just make a brooch with Ankara attached attach on the shirt so that it will look nicer. I took the tees for an exhibition, and instead of people to buy the T-shirts... Everybody was asking me for the brooch. <laughs> they said, Can I buy the brooch? I just want the brooch. And I said, no. I, I made the brooch comes with the t-shirt. You have to buy, you have to buy that together. And by the time um, more and more people kept on asking for the brooch, there was something in my head just <laughs> just went, <laughs> you know. So the next time I went for the exhibition, I made many more brooches. I made over thirty brooches, and I sold out. As in, were, people were rushing my butches I said they were, it was hot bread I was selling. It was, I don't know, that was, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it to you. That's you know, <laughs> why I, I stumbled on it because I didn't plan it. At that time, nobody else was doing Ankara which it was not a big thing. So yeah. I was surprised why. People were rushing for it. I didn't even know why they were buying it. I just saw people running for it. After after the exhibition, they were calling me, making more orders. And that's really how I got into accessories. I started trying different things. I started trying how to make earrings, bangles, necklaces, bags. Because you know, my customers would call me and say, "Oh, Stephanie, what the, what what what's the new thing you have? Do you do you have this? Can you make this?" So I was really inspired by the requests of my customers and. You know, before I knew it, Ankara actually were everywhere, but that's really how I, I got into it.
0: Okay. So you, you basically were a pioneer in the industry and then <laughs> other people started coming Now, was it was it very easy to make when you started? I'm curious to find out like how exactly did you make those brooches?
1: Okay. You know, I've, like I said, I've, I've been a crafty person. I used to make a lot of things okay. with my hands you know, so okay. I can sew. And that was not my first um, accessory. Mm-hmm. I would learnt how to sew before. I'd learnt okay. how to be. I'd learnt how to do wire works. I'd learnt, so a number of things. I'd learnt how to do. Okay. You just need, I just knew how to do handwork. So it was really trying, and error. The first brooch I made. If I, when I look at it now, it just makes me laugh because you know it's a fat cry. From what I, kind of I was doing later, but it was it was just I <laughs> like it. No, when a child so something nice and it just looks nice, yeah. so it wasn't very professional, but it was just handmade, and that was what was nice about it. Oh, okay. And the other things I learned how to do, I learned by trial and error. I would go to the market from morning to night, walking around buying different materials, I'll come back home, I'll try and see what I can make with them. You know, so I oh, the marketing men they were my friends, and they will be advising me, teaching me, say this thing, and then what, how can I use it? That you will, will now tell me how to use that thing. So, you know, I, I learned very informally okay. and because I enjoyed it, it wasn't like work for me. It was a hobby. Yeah. That I doing yeah.
0: Okay, that's great. So you did that and then you turned to social media and online marketing to market the business. Now, how were the initial reactions and responses to the marketing online? Uh,
1: marketing of what?
0: Of the Ankara product.
1: Oh, I think that's what made me really fall in love with online marketing Okay. because I was meeting people who had never, who did not know me, did not know my friends, normally, in um, when you have, the first time you start a business is your circle of friends or people around the circle of friends. But these were people who met me online, they just Googled and they found me and then they liked me, they liked my business. They will send money into my account or when they're ordering for things and they were not afraid of oh this guy's going to scam me, this guy's not going to deliver my products, you know. So that I think that's that's um that reaction from a lot of people really I don't know how to explain it but it was it was just an amazing experience. And then when you now meet them in real life somewhere, in a wedding or, <laughs> mm-hmm. or in the market, you say, hey, I'm your customer. I want this from you. And, you know, that feeling was like, oh, my God, this, this online marketing is really, I think it's amazing because it helps you to form relationships with all sorts of people. You know, it's like you form a community with people that you've never met before. You don't have to be in a close space. You can mm-hmm. talk into anybody, anywhere, and then when I started getting customers from overseas to you know, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> all that marketing, oh my God, you know. So I, I think, I, um, I think the experience was that it was just I don't know how to explain it, but I, I, I was overwhelmed by it, and okay. that's how I fell in love with it. I want more business owners to experience what I experienced.
0: Oh, okay, that's interesting. So, you did that, and then what happened? How did you like pivot from selling of accessories into full time training? Uh, yes.
1: So, I was still selling accessories, and then I, one day I woke up and I thought. I'm going to start training. I want to start training, you know, and it sounded like a wild idea. Stephanie, why do you want to teach people? Why do you want to, train, why do you want to teach people what you spend so much time learning? I said, I don't know. This is just, my, my brain has just shifted. My focus is now different. I want to empower people. And so I started training people how to, first, I started by training people on how to make accessories, you know, and so that's how I got into the training, this training space. And then I will hold um, live workshops, I'll do mar- I'll market online, and people would come for my live workshops. But then it, it evolved as people were, people from outside Lagos, outside Nigeria, were asking for my trainings. And it was only people in Lagos that could access those trainings. And that's how I built an online school for accessories. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I did that, and so I started getting students from everywhere everywhere and at this time i was still developing myself and my marketing skills and then i thought what if i i i really just become a trainer because i really enjoy helping people what if i'm training people on how to make accessories now i cannot with the same with the same technology the same kind of platform i cannot teach people how to make um, how to do online marketing well you know so that's how i i, I slowly <laughs> evolved into a full time um educational company. So that's what we do now. I don't even produce accessories anymore. All I do now is train.
0: Okay. So but do you still run the trainings in and car accessories?
1: Yes, because everything is, is already been set up. Set up. You know, okay. I've, I've already, yeah. The 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 videos are already up, the 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 school still attracts um, people who want to learn how to make accessories. So it runs on its own. Okay. You know, I've got, like, all the work I did all these years, <laughs> I packaged them into courses, and you know, and I, I, I kept as a standalone body. So that one still goes on its own while I'm building my, um, my business school now. Oh,
0: that's, yes. That's, that's good. So, yes, and another
1: thing that really helped me is that a lot of people who learn how to make accessories, they also want to learn how to run a successful accessories business. Okay. So the same questions they're asking me, the same questions that other, other people who are not even doing accessories are asking me. And so that's what really helped me to start the, you know, business side of it. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I actually love that idea. What? I said I like that idea of giving them something that's useful and then also giving them the back end of helping them become successful mm-hmm. in in what they're making.
1: Yes, um, yes.
0: So all right. So you did that and then now you're a full time trainer. Um what were your experiences like initially when you started um trying to change your as it were, your personality from an accessory <laughs> from an accessory maker and marketer to a full-time online trainer because I don't think there are that many in Nigeria, are there? Mm-mm. Okay.
1: No, no. So there are a lot of things and uh, from different angles. So let's even start from let's start from the my personality. I do not. I, I don't think I realized what <laughs> happened to me as I was taking this change because I had I had marketed my accessories business so well that when I started saying, I'm now doing training, online marketing training, <laughs> you know, people still can't can't get it yes. because know me as Andy Ankara Madam, yeah. they know me as ST Colors, they know, they know me as the girl who's always wearing colorful accessories. And so when I come and start saying, oh, you know, I've evolved, I'm doing something different now. <laughs> you know, it's a long... I have to explain myself over and over and over and over again as why I I can or should evolve, you know. But I think that's because I did a good job in in. I don't know in letting people really know what my business is about. So now, when I'm trying to move in that shifts. it's still difficult for people to to get it. But they are getting it. it as <laughs> and they will get it eventually. <laughs> then <laughs> then the second part is. Um, I think in Nigeria, there's no platform for business owners. There's no online platform. There's, okay, let me not say there's no. There are not a lot of platforms for business owners. So I'm starting from scratch. I'm building my audience from scratch. You know, for instance, if I was if I was doing a business... That was related to weddings or something like that. I know where to go to go and look for people who are interested in this kind of um, field. But for but for business trainings, the, we have very few institutions. We only have like Lagos Business School that has the big. They have the ones together that very successful entrepreneurs and um, mid-level entrepreneurs. There's no other person doing. Um, talking to people who want to start businesses from scratch. I'm a student. I just left school. I have two years' experience, and this is my side hustle. You know, nobody's talking to that audience okay. because they do, they don't have eight hundred thousand yet to go and pay for very good business education. They don't have millions of naira yet. All they have is maybe ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand. You know, and and then um, you see them, you know, struggling to push their businesses because they don't have the right knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so far, no other person, people have, when they, when they, um, when they organize seminars, seminars one hour, two hours, it does not go in depth into specific topics, you know. So you find that, I think that it's a big gap there's such a big gap in the in in this space. There's such a big gap because no other person is doing it, or many people are doing it, but there are very few people doing it, and we are not making enough. It's um, not made enough traction yet, okay. you know. So, I guess that's one of the challenges I'm facing, and it, it's well. This is the is normal. If you ask any. Body who was building an was an online platform, how they started. There was no audience yet. They had to build it from scratch. And so um I'm going through my own uh, my own <laughs> my own curve, you know, my own before you, I hit the tipping point. But I'm trying to raise um to, to gather people of like minds who want to build successful businesses. So yeah, that's it. And then there's also there's also the the point about online education so online shopping is just uh, is just becoming I don't know, online shopping is become popular in Nigeria because of the mix of Conga and Junior they've done a lot of work in advertising and making a lot of people know that it's okay to shop online and hence even the not so popular online shops are doing well because the the <laughs> the big brothers <learners laughs> have gone before them and they've the away. So for online education we still need to do that. We still need to um allow people to know that it's it's it is it's, it's okay to learn online. You can watch take a course online and to help you. So we are still at that space but it's fine. Okay. So it's okay. I'm enjoying it.
0: Um okay let's talk about that a little bit. The online education. Is it because a, people don't know or they are skeptical about using online technologies because I know many people in Africa do like um, education and love going to school, but there's a bias towards gathering of certificates as opposed to getting applied skills to use. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: what? So, you just said it really. You just you just you said the answer <laughs> to the question is that people go to school, but the, the purpose of going to school really is for certificates. You know, so it's not really to apply the knowledge. But when you go, when you take an online school, an online school like mine, for example, what I really want you to do is to apply, you know. So you, you, and it's a different mindset. A lot of people ask me for a certificate. And I say no. I don't know if I'll change my mind later. But for now, I'm not giving certificates because that's, still that's not the point. I want you to take the course and to apply the course. I don't want you to take the course and go and present to somebody that, oh, I've taken this course. I want you to to use it. If you use it, we show, and that is my biggest certificate. But I don't know. I'm change my mind later. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's <laughs> just something I, I see every day. Another thing, again, that I agree. People are very sceptical. They are very sceptical. They do something I used to. And so... Um, a lot of work still needs to be done to convince people that it's okay to take an online course, you know. And I guess the reason why we've not had um, a lot of organisations focusing on um, business education for the um, for a very affordable education because education is expensive. Mm-hmm. To get to get to get um, to rent a space in course, you know how much it is. You now set the whole place up make it nice and uh, conducive for people to come and sit, to come and, um, sit there it's expensive and so when they call you to now teach you what has taken them years to learn it's also expensive yeah. so that's why it's, it's not really a, a, you know it's not a an investment that a lot of people will go into if you if you are looking to make money quickly because it's a labor of love so <laughs> so the only way to make it affordable really is if it's online. Because that way you don't have to, I don't have to rent any big office or any big space that like can take hundreds of people. I don't have to get projectors. I don't have to run generators. I don't have to run diesel all the time. You know, so online is really um, a way to make education go um, go into the areas where people have not been, been able to access it before. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. That's interesting. And so how do people typically consume the online education, or how do your clients consume it? Do they do it from their laptops at home or mobile phones? Because there are so many reports coming out of Africa that Nigeria is now one of the leading markets for smartphones, especially, and mobile phones. Mm-hmm. So are your courses and your programs mobile-friendly and mobile ready? What's a typical yeah, person yeah. that signs up? Okay, just give us a story.
1: Yes, they are. They are. Um, they are mobile friendly, and so um, people decide what they want to do. So it's not. I don't know. When I, when I've, um, from what I've seen, it depends on the age of the person. If it's somebody younger, they'll use a mobile phone. If it's someone older, they'll use a laptop. So yeah, from what I've seen, if somebody who doesn't mind can buy lots of data, they just. And they have a laptop, they'll use their laptop, you know. Mm -hmm. I can't really say oh people like to use their phones or people like to use their computer because it's still Mm -hmm. a very small number. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the access to the courses is this lifelong or is for a short period of time.
1: It's for a short period. And I I made this go because I want people to take the course. If it's forever, (laughs) You will not take the course because something else will always be will always come up. You always look for something, you know. Life happens, and this course is online. Nobody is chasing you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you don't if you don't have a deadline, you won't take it. So I, I put a deadline to make people take the course. That's oh, one. Okay. And then to manage um, piracy, to manage people who would just finish watching the course and give their contact details out to somewhere person, so you don't have to course forever.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. Okay, now, you, as you brought that up, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, the issue of piracy, do you have any fears or concerns that, um, take for example, somebody could, like, go into your platform, record it, and then sell them as CDs or DVDs for for pennies on the dollar as they do with, like, movies and so stuff like that in that region?
1: That's possible. Okay. That's possible. Anybody can do whatever they want to do. After all, it's their their hand, it's their camera, it's their phone. You know, I don't don't allow that to bother me. Okay. Because that kind of business, that kind of person will not... um, How do I put it? You will always be limited by the amount of things that you can do. You'll be limited. So I don't allow that to stop me. The people who need... I'm here to serve the people who need the things I know, or the people who need my services or who need my knowledge, and so I'm I'm only focused on how to offer the service to them. If somebody buys my course to pirate it or to do all that, okay, go ahead and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) And see what happens to you. Whether your business will grow beyond that, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, what are your thoughts on? young people going into entrepreneurship, especially when the economy is as challenging and as difficult as it is in Nigeria?
1: Okay, so I think that entrepreneurship has been sold as the sexy. It's sexy. Mm, if you don't have a job, just go and start a business, start creating jobs. You know, and so a lot of <laughs> have no business starting up businesses Go okay. and start businesses, and then they are not as dedicated as they're not dedicated. Some people that go into businesses for the sake of or they say we should go into a business. They're not dedicated. They're just doing it because oh, I don't have anything to do. I'm just staying at home and I'm not doing it. So the kind of people who do that are not. They, they don't. They don't. Um, they are not passionate about solving a problem. They just. Sit down and copy other people. So we have a lot of that because people think that that is the way to own a business, you know. So that this idea of oh, just go and start a business has pushed people who you know who should not be be who should not have even been there in the first place to go and just start a business for the sake of starting a business. I, however, believe that um, there are certain people who who can be entrepreneurs. Who can do what it takes to grow a successful business and who will now be in the place to employ thousands or hundreds or hopefully millions of people. Mm-hmm. You know, so those kind of people should be encouraged to you know to encourage in entrepreneurship, can be encouraged to grow their businesses. You have no business being an entrepreneur if you're not a creator, if you're not a solution provider. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's my view about it. I think that if you don't if you're starting a business just because you say you started a business or because, you know, things are hard. Huh. You know, I, I tweak when I hear it. I, 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 I shiver when I hear it. Because you should be starting a business because you see a gap. You want to solve a problem. You know, and you think you can solve it profitably, not because your friend is acting a business and so you too, you have to join. So that's, that's what I think about that.
0: Oh, okay. And I see here that you recently won a competition that came with some prize money to help you fund your your online school could you talk about that
1: I applied for Wimbe's impact investment competition and what and is Wimbe's Wimbe's women in management and business Okay so, yeah, so it's, a, it's an NGO that tries to support women who are building businesses, women who are in management, women who are in public service. So, I they did a competition for, for young business owners. I applied, I came first, and I got money and mentoring.
0: <laughs> now, yes, you're saying it very casually and easy now, but I watched the video of how you spoke about it on YouTube. Your well, so, about
1: my business. I'm very passionate
0: about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to come to it tomorrow.
0: No, okay, so so break down what exactly went on in that competition. What exactly went on? What went through your mind when you won that award? Because I see yeah, you won a lot of awards. One from Standard Chartered. You have something that you did with the Tony Alumelu Foundation and a bunch of other things. Yeah. So.
1: Mm. What went through my mind?
0: Yes. So, first of all, tell us what the competition was and what you presented, what were the other competitors like, and when you won, what went through your mind? <laughs> <laughs> Very detailed, right? now. Uh,
1: okay. So, um, we we asked to apply. Um, there's a long form that we had to fill saying everything about you like a business plan, really that's what it was. It was a business plan plan but you fill it online. okay And they told us to shoot a video and post it on YouTube talking about our um, talking about the problem we want to solve mm-hmm. and the and the unique selling point of our businesses. Then um, so we applied, and after that they shortlisted, and they called us for an interview. The interview was we should come, was they had to make a presentation of our business plan again. Yeah, that's what it was. So I didn't get the chance to meet all the other people who applied okay. because it was an online application. But in interview, I met a couple of them. who, You know. Um, yeah, but we we couldn't chat for long because everybody just was coming for their interview and people were quite tense, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, so that was it. So those of us who were shortlisted. We asked to apply for, we asked to come for the conference and then we called up our names, and that was it. So that's how the interview. That's how the competition went, really. So it was a, it was a series of shortlisting done by the the Wimby's people, okay. and then Yes. And so so what's next? Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, how has that like helped change your life or affected your, life. your business as it were? Or how has <laughs> it validated what you've been thinking and talking about uh, so passionately?
1: Okay, so when I mean all those things, it just helps me to know that I'm not mad. <laughs> you know, he happens to just believe that I'm not crazy. That is, that okay. That I'm not that there's some sense in what I, I'm, I'm doing, you know. So when somebody, when you get those kind of things, it's not really about, for me, it's not really about the prices. Mm. But, you know, I can, I can show that to my friends and say, look, don't think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. Look at what I'm talking about. You know, I can show it to my friends and they say, okay, Stephanie, all right. Okay, oh, we are here. We are hearing you, you know. So that's what it is. So like you said, I think the biggest thing for me is validation that, you know my 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 ideas are not crazy. Um, people people I, people understand what I'm trying to do, and because it's new, it might take time, but it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm making progress. So that's the big that's the very big thing for me that other people can listen to what I have to say and make sense out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the big thing for me. Yeah. And
0: uh, you just mentioned your parents. I'm always curious to find out how did your parents react when you came and told them that, you know, hey, I've gotten this um, computer science degree with a first class and then I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go work in IT. I'm actually going to go make Ankara accessories and stuff. And then before you know it, you're now an online marketing coach. So what was the reaction or experience with your parents like when you were having those early conversations about getting into... A, your creative businesses, and then now as an online coach?
1: <laughs> I think that my parents just, they've come to a point where they just look at me and say, oh God, <laughs> you know, because initially when I graduated, I graduated the first class in computer science, and they were expecting that I would go and do a PhD, you know, I would you know, do big things in science, and there I was saying, that I'm not sure I want to continue going this route. I want to do something else with my life. and But it was confusing for me because I didn't even know what I wanted to do at time of school. I just knew that I didn't want to be a computer scientist. And I knew that I wanted to do something in business, help businesses grow because I was very passionate about businesses, but I didn't know how. So when, when you are telling somebody that you don't know what you want, you don't know what you want to do. You just know that you don't want to do this, but mm-hmm. you don't know what you want to do. So, you know, the, the, the points you are making, they're really not strong points. But they said, okay, anyway, all right, we've had, but you will still get a job. So I got a job, I worked at Ericsson for a while. After I, After that, I went to business school. And so they've been hearing me talk about this, my obsession about businesses for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's been very difficult for them to understand why. But with time, they had to accept that, okay, this wow. is who she is, this is what she wants. And the only thing we can do as parents is to support her. After your child passes 21, she's now an adult, and she starts making her own decisions. You, you know At a certain level, you can't always be saying no, 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 what I want you to do. You've tried to you have... You <coughs> I get, I get it up to a point so I think they've, they got to that um, realization and then they, they said okay, it's what you want to do, alright so right now I have complete support <laughs> because we've, we've gone through you know, we've gone through a journey of me you know, complaining about what I don't like and talking about what I want to do dreaming, 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 saying this, saying that and finally I'm doing it I'm happy, I'm getting awards. it's alright, it's okay, move on <laughs>
0: But that's where we are right now. That's good. That's good. So, in your experience as an entrepreneur in Nigeria, what were some of the major challenges or frustrations that you faced?
1: <laughs> challenges. I don't usually talk about challenges because I don't know. That's just, I just see them as life. You know, it's just life. Who wants to complain about power. All my life, I've been living in a country where there's no power. I'm used to it. So you know, I I just see it as life. just deal with it. So the, the all the issues I've I've had, I I it, I I find that most of the major challenges they always they always um, when you walk around them, you, you discover something great. Mm. For example, is am I'm teaching online marketing. My greatest challenge before was I wanted to grow my business. I had no know where to learn the things I wanted to learn. It was a challenge for me. And now that has helped me to evolve into um, becoming an educator and training, and training people online. So everything that, you know, was, you know, my biggest headache, you know, turned out to be, you know, there's light at the end of the funnel. I was looking for money to to sustain me as I build my business or to grow to invest in the business, and I I I that was a challenge. I said I applied for things. I applied for so many things they would not call me. I said learning how to refine my message. I said learning how to um, how to market better, I'm able to get um, money that run the business as I look for. So, for more funds to invest in one thing or the other. Lack of funds has made me smarter. The kind of things I do with no with no amount of money you won't believe it. <laughs> you
0: know. Okay, give but us the- some examples. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> now I'm Online intrigued.
1: School. You know, people expect that I have this uh, big studio, I have this um, camera this camera crew, you know, I have this uh, what they call it? I have this... You know, you understand. You expect that I'm, I'm... You know, I, 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 I need a lot of capital to be able to start yeah. teaching people's time. But because I, I was really looking for how to do it on a low budget, I found ways. I built my website myself because I could not afford to pay any Indian or anybody plenty of money. And so I started learning how to do a lot of things myself and they've made me, you know, a most knowledgeable person, stronger person. I don't know if I've always been this involved in the every bit of the business as it grows but because i didn't have a lot of money i learned how to do a lot of things by myself Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's made me better i can even teach people now how to do all those things if i want so that's it i just take challenges as they come i deal with it and move on okay
0: yeah because um as you were just mentioning that i just got to thank him when you asked me earlier to take a picture of my setup. <laughs> <And> I like <laughs> I, I hope you don't expect me to show you something with CNS studio. <laughs> All I have is a laptop and a mic.
1: <laughs> no 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 I, 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 <laughs>
0: my laptop but... is actually on one of my old um, C D drives from back in college. <laughs> so <laughs> it's as ghetto as possible. It works and you just have to like figure out wherever you are, you don't You know, most people actually take that as, oh, I need capital to start. I said, no, man, Mm -hmm. if you have a laptop, just connect the mic, and then anything you need to do to walk around your problem, walk around it. And then things will will work out. At least we're talking to each other. I can hear you. You can hear me. The things go up on iTunes. So I don't think anybody cares or anybody should have that as a limiting factor that they don't have enough to start. Whatever you have is is usually more than enough. So, Stephanie, let's take a quick minute to give a shout-out to some of our friends before we get on with the rest of the show.
2: Are you interested in increasing sales and driving higher profitability for your company? Do you want to reach over 50 million buyers and potential customers? Then, head over to Conga Marketplace at conga.com. Konga.com is Nigeria's largest e-commerce marketplace that provides millions of customers the ability to access a wide variety of products at very attractive prices. Showcase your goods and services and watch your business explode. Go to konga.com, that's K-O-N-G-A dot com, and sign up to be a seller on Nigeria's largest marketplace. Are you running out of food you need to run to the store for supplies? Is your baby still crying because his favorite milk is out of stock at the supermarket? Well, don't fret. SupermartNG is here to save the day. SupermartNG is Nigeria's leading online grocery store. All you have to do is shop at their site, and a team of personal shoppers will package and deliver the goods to your doorstep within three hours of placing an order. No more six-hour traffic jams. Spend more quality time with your family by shopping at SupermartNG. That's S-U-P-E-R-M-A-R-T. NG, see you there.
0: Could you tell us one or which entrepreneur you actually admire and why do you admire that person so much?
1: Ah, okay. So I'll start with um, Tara Rotary. Okay. And the reason why I, I really admire her is because she has done what I'm trying to do. So, but in a different field, in makeup, when she started doing makeup, the thing is, you do makeup make up in Nigeria. I mean, you could not pay somebody to come and make you up. How? You know. But she managed to. She was one of the pioneers. She started doing it, and she managed to build an industry. Uh-huh. Now you can't do a wedding without getting a professional makeup artist. Now there are now training makeup training schools everywhere. It's normal. Now they are young ladies who can sell makeup and, and and get empowered. So I just when I see her, I see some a big someone who has um who has who how it who a real pioneer, a true entrepreneur. You know what I was saying as you know, the the, the real stock so that's what I see. Somebody who has hustled and has achieved success. That does not rest on her, Laura. She's still moving forward. So that's what, what I really, you know, I really respect about her. That's one. The other people are the um, tech entrepreneurs. <laughs> The um Simdo and I, I, I respect him a lot because this is not his conga is not his first business. He has done several things. You know, I, I used to know him a while back when he was doing one thing or the other and he didn't give up. He kept at it. This thing working, you know, he's on to another thing. This thing is onto another thing. And now that is this big and very successful. I just respect the... <laughs> I respect the... The, the, tenacity. the drag, tenacity. you know. So when I, when I say, oh my God, this thing is way too slowly, I'm like, hey, do you want to compare yourself to that person? You know, so it, the, the actors, they inspire me a lot. And you can also see the way they have grown through the years. When in Congress started, they just used to sell cosmetics, and now see how big they are. And we are here seeing how they are growing. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, what they call it, you know. It's not. I didn't have to read this one in the book. I saw it, you know, the way somebody just makes up their mind to do something, but going at it. The other person I really admire is um, Bookie George, CEO of Herplus. Because she's a pharmacist, just like a lot of other pharmacies, but there has to be something different that she's doing that she's able to now build a chain of stores, you know. You can tell that, you know, she's dedicated, I've interacted with her, and you can tell that she's dedicated to continuous Development, personal development, her business, she wants her business to grow. And you see the steps she keeps taking. And in this same Nigeria that we all complain of one thing or the other, people are building successful businesses. So whatever they are doing, we have to start doing those kind of things too. You know, I want us, and I don't know if you watch um, Undercover Boss.
0: Yes, I do actually.
1: When I watch all those um, business reality shows, all those Shark Tank and the rest, oh my! Mind, I just keep thinking, oh God, when will Nigeria get to a point where people will be building this kind of big businesses? When people start building businesses, we won't be having unemployment again. You know, when people start building big businesses that can employ hundreds and thousands of people, whatever they need to learn that will help them build those kind of successful businesses, we need to start teaching these things because. If the next decade comes, people still don't know what they need to do to grow successful businesses. We will still be where we are. Unemployment is going to swallow us up. You know, if you think about it, now um, half of our population is below eighteen years old. Eighteen years. That means that in the next ten years, these less people that are still in school now, less than eighteen years old, they will be in the workforce. And if they don't have jobs, you know, this country is going to heat up. It's going to blow up. If millions of people don't have jobs and so i think that right now we have to start building successful businesses oh, that can that can employ people who, who are coming eh what do you say
0: no i'm listening to you go on
1: what did you say
0: i didn't say anything oh, okay. oh. That
1: can the who are okay that can employ the people who are coming okay okay. that can employ the people who are coming okay Hello?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. you hear me? You. Yes.
1: All right, all right. So those are the, the things that inspire me, people who have made it <coughs> despite Nigeria. <laughs> so, yeah, big respect for them.
0: Okay. That's... And now, um, so what type of materials and personal development tools do you, or did you use, like books? So what were some of your favorite books? Tips, messages, and inspirational articles that were helpful when you were beginning your journey?
1: Beginning my journey.
0: Well, um, in the course of your journey. the
1: <laughs> course of my journey. All right, so I, I don't have Covenant University, so I've been I'm heavily influenced by Bishop David Oyedepo. Okay. He's the um, Chancellor of Covenant University and he's also the, um, the, the leader of um, Living Faith Church. So I don't know if you know him. Yes, I do.
0: You know, Eh? Yes, I do.
1: Uh-huh. So <laughs> you do. <laughs> you know, you know that. You know, so at, at that early age, when I was still in um, university, you know, he he puts he how do I put it? He he, <laughs> he opened our brains and and made us realise that you're not here to just wily wait time or just live a very normal life. You are here to solve a problem mm-hmm. and. You must find what that problem is and start solving it as soon as you can. So I think that that mindset has, you know, it it has influenced almost everything that I've done. Okay, so um, then I read, read everybody. It depends on what I I I have. (laughs) If I have a an issue that I'm looking for help with, whoever you are. I will look for you, and I will consume everything that you have. So I'm that kind of person. So it's more of topical issues. The next, the other but the person I, 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 that helps me day-to-day inspi- and week-to-week inspiration. So the other um, person that helps me week-to-week inspiration is my pastor, um, Pojo Yema know if you know Covenant Christian Center. Yeah, I know Mm-hmm. And so this, this this is someone who if I and I go to church on Sunday, the message that he preaches, if I have an issue, if I go to church on Sunday, it's going to about that issue. So that is one of my biggest um, my biggest sources of inspiration. I'm sure as you can tell, I'm a church girl. Uh, me and God, we are mm. <laughs> we have to be close. So I I I, I read a lot of um, Christian books.
0: Okay, that's good. You
1: know those kind of things. Yeah, but when it comes to business, I listen to anybody. If you can t- help me to solve whatever issue it is at the moment that I'm trying to solve, I'm going to be there.
0: Oh, okay. Because I too, um, I went to like a church school. I went to Liberty here in, in Virginia. And every week, almost Jerry Farwell, he was a <laughs> big pastor so before he passed away. But every week, he would always talk about, he didn't talk about much, but he would just tell you not to ever give up on anything you want to do. That was it. That was that was the long and short of his message. Don't give up. Don't
1: give up. For the yeah. three years
0: I was there, every week. In fact, I could probably preach his message in my sleep. <laughs> That's that how bad we all had it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you never forget.
0: To- no, oh no, I could. I can never forget because it just plays in my mind every. Uh, it's amazing how when one person repeats one thing for so long, and you hear it week in week out. Uh, yeah, it, it becomes a part of you, and yep. you're like, oh, whenever something comes, around, you're like, mm, this is small, this is this, because
1: sure. sometimes. Fact, somebody
0: was- okay. I said sometimes you just need to have those type of things that are kind of programmed into your internal human hard disk that no matter exactly. what, it's just permanently there with you. Yeah, so you were so saying.
1: Somebody was telling me recently. One of my friends said, Stephanie, what did it to you when that governor investing? All the people I know that are governor invested they are doing things. And, and I, I laughed and said, You don't even know the half of it. <laughs> when you hear somebody tell you that you must achieve your purpose every single day, every day, and at any point in time, you are hearing that message one way or the other for four years. When you leave that place, that, that, that message has become part of your, um, has become part of you. Yeah. You're not even conscious of it anymore. You know, you just, it, it just becomes something that you, you believe to be true, you know. So that's really what happened to us there.
0: Oh, and another show I wanted to point out to you before we continue is um, there's a new show called The Prophet. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh,
1: yes, I watched it. Oh. I, 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 no, although I can't watch it in Nigeria. When I was on vacation last year... <laughs> My God, I I don't know if there's another way I can watch it from here
0: uh, I love Alright, we'll talk we'll talk offline. I'll show you how you can get it. But man, that that guy is a business school every episode.
1: Yes. Every yes. single
0: episode he is a business school. Oh, yeah. So, but that one is very good. I'll show you how you can get it offline. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> <I miss> you.
0: <laughs> no, it's not piracy. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah, great, great, great stuff, great stuff. So now, what um, would you advise a young entrepreneur that is coming up mm. to focus on? Like, so take, for example, people that are recently graduating out of college and either thinking about launching a venture or thinking of what to do with their life to achieve their purpose. What would you advise that person to do?
1: Um, so what I typically say is that it's okay to be confused, it's true. You are you laughing?
0: I'm uh, no. I'm, I'm not.
1: Uh-huh. It's through your confusion that you will find answers. In search of, you know, it's while you're confused. If you if you if you try how I put it, the confusion helps you to find answers. So it's okay to wonder what am I going to do. It's fine. that's, that's perfectly normal. And it's okay to explore. You know, if you don't know what you want to do, you can go and do anything. And the more you do things, you will discover what you don't want to do and what you like. You will now start discovering what you are always tilting towards. Yeah. And, you know, that discovery process helps you to um, make up your mind on where you should go. Then the third step is that you start a business for the right reasons. Because you saw a problem you want to solve. Because you saw a gap, start a business for the right reasons. Mm. And when you start a business, don't expect that everything is going to happen or happen to you just like that or fall on your laps. You know, you're going to have to work. So work. You're going to have to encourage yourself over and over again. So do that. Encourage yourself. Look for people or look for things that will encourage you. You know, don't don't um don't expect I'm not do not um expect i am not do not challenges will come, yeah. so just pre- prepare your mind for it so that when they come, you'll you be in the right state of mind to to walk around it instead of saying, oh, God, Nigeria is too bad. You know, you, you can figure it out. That's another thing. And I think that's the most important tip is that you can figure it out, whatever you want to do, and you set your mind to do it. And it is, you know, it is, you are very passionate about it. You can figure it out. Yeah. Just start small with, with what you have. Yeah. And
0: you'll be all right. And looking back on your journey thus far, obviously the yeah. journey is not over yet and it's still pretty it early. It's too early.
2: But,
0: <laughs> yes, it is still pretty early. I mean, if you have only around 30 people in your school, just give it 2015, 2016. And the way things multiply in Nigeria, I wouldn't be surprised it won't be more than 10x by the end of the year and...
1: Another ten
0: twenty x next year.
1: So, you, well.
0: so looking back, what advice would you give yourself with when you were first starting out? Based on what you know now,
1: what advice would I give myself? That's tough because I've already taken all the advice <laughs> <laughs> I myself. I don't. I. I've taken all the advice.
0: Um, okay, so what's the one thing you regret that you did when you first started out that you wish you didn't do? I don't regret
1: anything. Okay. I don't regret anything because you know I explored, I explored a lot of things, and it was due to my exploration that I, I found myself where I am today. Mm. I, I've been figuring things out. Even when I was doing accessories, I was a figure it out yourself kind of person. So I really don't regret anything. I don't, I don't regret doing computer science because if I didn't do computer science, I don't know if I would. I, I don't know. I think that because I studied sciences, it was very easy for me to say, hmm, let me do an online school. I'll figure it out. It's not this thing. I can do it, job. You know, so I don't really regret anything. Okay. Yeah. Oh, should I? Let me give some time to think. Of course, I've made some mistakes.
0: Okay, so always of you your mistakes.
1: Hmm. So, there's so many. I've made some mistakes but I've just learned from them. Next time I, I, I do them I you know, I do things a lot better. So but if I had not made those mistakes I wouldn't have known. So that's the way I look at mistakes. Last when I was finishing last year, I knew the mistakes I made in my business and I just you know they, they were just okay, this key takeaways. I've learned this, this and that. Twenty fifteen I'll do this this this. So it's just it's part of the learning curve, really. And everybody has to face their own, one way or the other. So I, 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 I think, as I said, no major... I don't say that like major mistakes. Nothing hurts. Nothing so catastrophic, so bad. You just you learn from it and you move on.
0: Yeah. Good. Now we've reached the end of the show, Stephanie. So is there any final words of wisdom you have for the listeners out there before you sign off.
1: What's the wisdom? Okay. So I'm an online marketing person. Mm-hmm. I think the internet is an amazing tool. You can use it to shine, you know, and so you should use it to shine. Use it well. We, we, are, we are so blessed to be born in an age where there is the internet and people have access to it. So, you know, it's no longer business as usual. It's a great opportunity. Use it well. Invest time to learn how to use your business to shine. I, I, I strongly believe that everybody has something unique about them, something special. And, you know, if you don't stand on the right platform, nobody will notice that special thing. So the internet helps you to to stand on a great platform, and so shine on time. Yeah. Those are my
0: final words. All right, guys. So like you just heard it from Stephanie, Um, we live in the age of the Internet, and trust me, 10, 15 years ago, without the Internet, oh, boy, you don't want to live in that age. So just um, take your knowledge, take your skills, Put it out there and shine. So, Stephanie, we just want to thank you for coming on and spending the time with us and learning more about you, your business, and your background. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And obviously, we wish you continued success in your future endeavors. And maybe we'll take one of your courses and talk to you (laughs) soon. And there you have it, guys. Another great interview with another fast-rising and exciting entrepreneur based out of Africa. So I just wanted to remind you guys that if you love what you heard and if you'd like to leave a comment or a question about anything you heard on the show today, please go to adeshi.com and leave your comments, questions, and feedback about anything at all that you have concerning today's show. And I'd just like to tell you guys that if you really, 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 really love what you heard and you want to do us a big favor, go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio or YouTube and leave us a review. We really, really appreciate it. It helps the show get discovered by other great listeners like yourself and gives us some just great positive feedback and reinforcement and keeps us going, you know. So till next time, guys, take care, and as always, stay bulletproof. Don't let another minute go by without taking action to change your life. Visit Ordashi.com right now for more incredible resources, and we'll see you next time on Ordashi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur.